What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to our latest episode of the Good Life Support Group, recorded live at our beautiful location in Vancouver, BC. So come on in and join the conversation led by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy. <laughs> I don't know if you was here last week, but one of the most beautiful things happened last week at the end of our 7.30 service, or sorry, not service, support group. And there was a man back there, I don't know if he's here, I don't think he's here right now, but he was open. He grabbed the mic and said, man, I have an issue with nicotine. Um, Some people don't see cigarettes as a problem, although the package tells you it's a problem. Some people don't see their, their partying as a problem. Some people don't see those. And until you see it as a problem, you'll never solve it. And he was in the back and he said, man, look, um, how much do I have, I'm paraphrasing, but how much do I have to change in order to be really saved? What? Because I got this nicotine issue, and in, in, and in other words, until I fix this, I'm like kind of saved. And the most beautiful thing happened for the first time he heard somebody tell him, listen, while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. We don't serve no savior that died after you got it right. He died so he could help you get it right. And so to tell him, I told him straight up, you can go home and keep smoking. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and savior, guess what? You going to heaven, but you may not experience heaven on earth. And if any of you love experiencing hell on earth, um, and yes, I did say earth with an F, no T-H in my, in, my, in my earth. If you was really honest, none of you love that anger you deal with. None of you love that bondage. None of you love the stuff that inside you know you want to break. But day after day, you just surrender and count it as something that's just a part of your life, and you're trying to learn how to cope instead of break free. Your wife, your spouse, your, 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 your fiance, your friends, your mama praying for you, your daddy praying for you, and, and, and you think people hating on you, you think people nagging. I, when I used to smoke weed all the time, I'd come home, and my wife just give me that look. You know, because brothers want to go out and, and do the do and be, go out and wild out and then come home and expect their wife to give them everything. And this look of disgust on her face. Now, mind you, my wife, she was saved, but she ain't always been saved. So I think first few years she was saved, but she just was still evil. She was still evil. She, she was still, she was looking at me like I was just disgusting. And I look back and I was, because here I am, a man called to be a leader of my household. We're called to lead. But we're trying to lead with the wrong head. Did he just... Did he just say that? Oh, he leaving. They did. No, no, I'm just, no, I'm just playing. 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 Did he just say that? Yes, he did. Ain't no support without truth. 
And what most of you men in here need is a man that's going to hold you accountable and not men that's just going to surrender to you and bow down to you. And most men don't want accountability. You want to do your own thing with your big old ego. But God is here to free you because our world is experiencing a daddy issue. And we think fathering is all about having our own child. Every man grows up to be a father without a biological child or not. You're called to lead. You're called to cover. You're called to watch over. Daddy's affirm. Mama's comfort. Affirmation ain't always comforting. Mama's nurture. Daddy's encouraged in a way, boy, jump, go, you can do it. That's okay, get up, brush your shoulders off, let's go. So we have a broken home, now we have a broken generation. And some people have come today because they're looking to be set free. And our ladies, who have not yet necessarily been affirmed or, 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 or raised in a way that a father who was secure, many of our fathers don't have fathers. So there's this vicious cycle of we're, we're, we, we know how to go out and provide. But that's the smallest part of being a father. And our daughters grow up looking for men who didn't have dads. And if you got a man who didn't have a dad, you got a boy who's grown, and all he's going to be used by familiar spirits is to reinforce those cycles. And you may not know how to say no because you are getting something out of the deal, love, that you miss from dad. So then we go around and we're stuck in these relationships. And God is trying to get us to a place of safety. So even in our misjudgment, even in our mistakes, even in our wrongdoings, even in our sin, he loves us so much he is relentless with giving us opportunities to get back to the Garden of Eden. So you may be in a jacked up relationship that God was trying to say no. But then since you said I do, he's like, okay, I'll work with it. But y'all going to have to come to me. So it doesn't matter what you get into. If you want wholeness, you have to surrender. Thus, we have a world. There's, there's mother's sons down on this corner and father's children and there's mothers and fathers strung out in alleys right behind us that wasn't God's intent and if everyone is distracted with trying to have a dope career and keep up with the Joneses we're going to continuously see addiction suicide plague our society because you didn't realize that you were created to bring God glory and bring his children back home to him it is a waste of life to live your whole life about you. And it is a waste of life to only leave your children stuff 
and not faith. That's a mouthful. If you want to leave an inheritance, leave your kids faith because that's all going to save them in the years to come. Vaccine. There's going to be always something. So once the door is open and we get back to normal, guess what? AIDS is still killing people's parents. Cancer is still killing people. Suicide is still killing people. Tearing families apart. Pornography. You name it, sin is not going anywhere. If we want to see the world change, it starts with you changing your world first. And I don't think you came to church. For any other reason, because there's something inside of you that says, I want to be better. And I don't know about you and what other churches you went to, but at this church, the only reason we show up is so we can be better. We're contending for your life. Last week was woven together. This week is contending together. We're contending Danny back here just lost her mom due to the pandemic and COVID, and we just celebrated the life of her mom. She leaves behind a broken-hearted husband, broken-hearted children. Here she is singing for you, and the only way she's up here is because she's connected to people contending for her. You don't wait till you hit rock bottom to connect to, with contenders. God is never reactive. He's always proactive. He is never going to lead you into a season without what you need to make it out of that season. We're contending together. We're free forever. Colossians 2 says, I am contending for you. That your hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together into love's fabric. This will give you access to all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery, Christ. I am contending for you that your heart is wrapped in the comfort of heaven. Once your heart is wrapped into the comfort of heaven, then you get access to the riches of God. Not wrapped in the comfort of a boo, not wrapped in the comfort of, of, of THC, not wrapped into the comfort of porn, not wrapped into the comfort of masturbation, not wrapped into the comfort of food and overeating, not wrapped into the comfort of, of a controlling relationship, the, wrapped into the comfort of heaven. Why is that important? Because heaven's comfort and love is unconditional. Even if you're sitting next to someone you're married, there's a condition on your love. As hard as your spouse tries to love you unconditionally, they're expecting you to perform. God is not expecting you to perform. He's expecting you to trust. You are saved by grace through faith in that grace. 
the world needs you to perform. And everything outside of God you are depending on is going to fail you. Is. Guaranteed. Is. Going to fail you. Your job will never be enough. There will never be enough raises. There is never enough sex. There is never enough uh, makeup. There is never enough curves. There is never enough. You're going to be fighting for them curves till you go to your grave because at some point, they're going to disappear. Curves swerve. So you picking somebody because they curvy. You better make sure they heart is curvy and luscious and nice and, and joyful. So when them curves swerve on the outside, you still got something to ride on the inside. I'm talking. This is support grid noop right now. Yeah, welcome to Love Quest International Church. That's what I'm talking about. It says, for our spiritual wealth is in him. Our spiritual wealth is in him. Our spiritual wealth is in him. And that's why everything you're connected to, you need to make sure that you are not so dependent on it that your soul's prosperity is not dependent on it or him or her or there. So we're going we, we to tell each other these next few slides. Get up now. And everybody say it with me. One, two, three. Arise from your mat. That place of comfort. That place of insecurity. That place where you reaffirm your own lies. That place of distrust. That place of fear. Get up and stop making your... This is what coping does. Coping makes you comfortable in things you have trouble defeating. So you learn how to manage. You go to classes. You read books on how to manage. Jesus did not die for you to manage. He died for you to overcome. Be free. Next. One, two, three. Be untangled from your bondage. Yeah, that's a cone. Bondage is nappy. Yeah, comb it out. Comb it. You, you need to go like this to your soul because you, your, your, the, the scalp of your soul is itching right now. You need some conditioner, some, some detangler. Next, one, two, three. Take a, seat. Take a seat. Humble yourself. You ain't all that. You need help. You think you sexy, huh? That's what you, some, too many people told you you fine. You didn't look at yourself too long in that mirror at the gym. I ain't talking about you, Andrew. I ain't talking about you. And you, you, you got to have confidence in yourself, but, but your muscles ain't going to save you. 
See, there's, there's a whole lot of things your muscles can't pull you out of. You can do all the crunches you want to, but when you're in a crunch, your, your abs ain't going to help you get out. No, please take care of your body. Please be strong. Take care of your temple. But you got to humble yourself at the feet of Jesus. Say it with me. One, two, three. Don't that look like freedom right there? See, I couldn't put no brother up there because where I'm from, not too many brothers be doing that. Your brothers don't be doing that. I, I did that one time and belly flopped. Yeah, I don't know how to dive off no rock. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm one of them people that get in the pool like this. <laughs> ah, too funny, too funny. <laughs> Leap into the river of emancipation. Freedom is a river, and it's a wild river. It is not a pond. Freedom is not a pond. The fr freedom in Jesus makes you lose control of you. And that's where the rubber meets the road is we don't want to give up control of our lives. Something's controlling you, though, for sure. Let's read this together. One, two, three. See, some of us don't got the red tape on our door. You, you, got, you got your door open like it's a, it's a viewing of your house today, like you're trying to sell it, and you just come on in. Are you guarding the windows and the doors and the chimneys of your house? Or are you just open to whatever? Break free. Isaiah 60 says, arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. In which what kept you? Circumstances. One more time. What kept you? Circumstances. Most of what you're going through, it's circumstances. It's not the devil. Do you know the devil needs your circumstances? He needs your insecurities. He needs you dependent on money. And when you get fired, you're worried about your life. He needs your circumstances to obtain possession. He needs you to be on drugs to give your mind to something else that allows him to come in. Most of what you're going through is circumstances. And circumstances change. Yes, I know it hurts, but it doesn't define you. <laughs> Glory to God. Psalm 11 says, for you being... For you bring me a continual revelation of resurrection life. What is he saying? God brings me a continual reminder that no matter what I'm going through, I got comeback in me. No matter what you're going through right now, it gets better even if it's good. It gets gooder. You know dumb and dumber? It gets gooder and gooder. How many people going from good to gooder? You going from good to gooder? Amen. You hesitated for a minute. How many people going from good to gooder? Can I get an amen? Yeah. 
you waking up today to stay at good. No, I'm, I want my marriage to get good. Man, my marriage getting gooder. Oh, I'm trying to make all you Canadians mad. That's not how you say it. That's how I say it. It's gooder. My marriage is getting gooder. My wife is looking gooder. Woo! You know what I'm saying? Love Quest is getting gooder. My mind is getting gooder. My dance steps is getting gooder. My skin is getting gooder. My body getting gooder. My soul getting gooder. My whole life is getting what? Gooder. Jesus died to take you from good to gooder. Get out the gutter, get to gooder. That's a bar right there. That's a bar right there. That's a bar with no alcohol in it. Y'all get it. Y'all get it in a minute. Y'all get it in a minute. Y'all get it. (laughs) I need you to say this with me. I need you to say this with me. I need you to say this with me. Elder John, I have to bring the big mouth back. I seen you get up. I seen you get up. See, we, 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 we love Quest be having these emojis around here. And whenever you see the big mouth on, on, on a slide, that means that Pastor T going to ask you to say something. Not quiet, but how, 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 how loud? No. Not quiet, but what? Loud. Y'all ready? We're going to say it together. One, two, three. Today you can get up. Today you can bounce back. Today you can hit back. Today you can turn it around. That's a hook right there. You add a little beat to it. Ready? Today you can get up. Today you can bounce back. Today you can hit back. Y'all, y'all too late. Y'all too late. Y'all too late. I seen you bouncing in your seat, but you couldn't get it out, though. All good. That boy was like. Oh, yeah, you got to do that. You ready? You ready, Troy? Go. say support group today you can get up today you can bounce back today you can hit back today you can turn it around when can you do all this today you can make a choice to do it today you you might have to clean your phone out you might have to make I'm not saying it's gonna be easy but you can do it today You're figuring it out now. Keep working it out. Keep working it out. Amen. We'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. <laughs> Everybody that left the studio, he's like, man, come on. <laughs> Amen. All right. <laughs> John 14. I leave the gift of peace with you. Remember we did this last week. I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace. We did this. It's a piece of tissue. Grace, don't even say nothing. If you was here last week, you know Grace said something crazy. 
right? Now, I gave him a piece of what? Tissue. But this is what? Peace. Now, Jesus said, I'm leaving this to you. One, one place says, I bequeathed. Bequeathed mean I traded. Whatever you had, I took it and I gave you what I had. I traded your sorrow for my joy. Right? So I bequeathed. And then he died, and then he rose, and he went to the Father's, the right hand of the Father. Where's his peace at? Oh, it's with JT, so y'all, it ain't with you? Amen. It's with JT. JT got all the peace. <laughs> right? Right? Listen. So when he says, I leave peace... You keep praying, you keep going to groups, you keep doing all of this stuff. You keep buying, spending money on seminars, you keep doing all this stuff, looking for something that's in your pocket. And then you want to blame God, and then you go from religion to religion looking for somebody to give you something that Jesus left you. And then you get a counterfeit. Because you couldn't see the real thing. Like the real thing costs a lot of money. Right? I, I know I got some people in here that like nice stuff. The real thing, you can get the imitation all you want to, but they, but they always say you get what you what? Pay for. Don't be mad because you got that Louis Vuitton, that Gucci bag, and now the stitch is coming out. Ain't no return policy on bootleg stuff. Bootleg stuff will embarrass you one day. You don't need tape for a Louis Vuitton purse. It's like, get that out of here. Don't, I, I want the, you got to get to a point in your life where you accept nothing but the real thing. I want that real thing back. I know, y'all didn't, didn't get that one. That's okay. The real thing. Say the real thing. Like, you don't want to settle for a man. You want to settle for a woman. You want the real thing. You, don't, you, don't, you, you want the real thing. You don't want them, them Jordans for $30. If you find some Jordans for $30, don't buy them. If you can't afford them, then you don't need them. They're going to cost you more money. You're going to have to buy new socks by the time you finish with them Jordans because the soul's going to be off. And anybody that got real Jordans, they know. But they won't tell you. And how many people you've been around? Ain't told you. The worst thing you could do is hang out with everybody that got fake Jordans. And all y'all happy. Hey, where you get yours from? <laughs> nah. I think the world has made us believe keeping it 100. And they've taken us further and further away from the truth. And we think, facts. See, the devil know what he's doing. Facts. I'm going to keep it a buck. Keep it 100. 
That's on my mamas. And it's the furthest thing from the truth. Lord, help us today. Give me a couple more scriptures. I'm going to give you some questions. The world fails us. Family fails us. Friends fail us. Money fail us. Hey, you ever went to buy something and you didn't have enough money? That's a fail. You try to, you try to bargain. Just let me get one, just one, one. Two, one rib, just one rib. Half coleslaw, half the coleslaw. <laughs> Y'all don't know what coleslaw is? Lord, what'd you bring me here for? No, I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. <laughs> Medication fails you. Everything outside of God you depend on has an expiration date. It will spoil. This is how Danny is still standing up here after a mom passing. How long ago? Just two months ago. It's because as much as she loves her mother, what God has been doing in her life leading up to her mom's transition, she has learned to depend on Jesus. She may grieve, but her mom is not her savior. And now she's grown into a woman that whenever she gets married, her husband won't be either. And then she will raise her children to make sure they understand that she's not their savior. And so she can bounce back. She doesn't have to close the blinds and enter into depression because she's latched on to a freedom that outstands any season. No expiration date on the blood of Jesus. She could bow. But God, let me, let me read it in the real time. The world fails us, family fails us, friends fail us, money fails us, medication fails us, but God. But God. Say, but God. But God. One more time. Say, but God. but God. Gave that boy a tan. They gave that boy a tan. Couldn't change his hair, though. Just changed that boy a chan. He mixed. He mixed. Biracial. Biracial emoji. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I want you to tell your neighbor without spitting on them. You ready? Ready? Read. Choose God today. Choose peace today. Choose courage today. Choose sobriety today. Choose to fight back today. But God, not God. See, I want to help you on this last one. It's but God, not God but today. You, you ready? See a little tongue twister right there at the end. It's but God, not God but. But God can. Not God but, but. 
but God. No matter what I'm going through, but God. Not God, but. Get the but out the way. When you God, but, instead of but God, you make a but out of yourself and others. You see little homie right here? He says, get the butts out the way. Little homie, little homie, little homie got his tail out. That's too short, dog. That's too short, dog. Amen. That's too short, dog. See, now, I'm, I'm, this is the wisdom of God. Because if I would have put a human up there with their butt out, y'all would have been judging me. But it's cute because I put a dog butt up there. See, this is what the Holy Spirit help you do. He know folks going to be judging you. But you put a dog butt up there, it's like, okay, it's a little more palatable. It's a little more palatable. But it's still a butt. <laughs> y'all didn't even know that. Y'all like, ha, <laughs> But if I did, amen, amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for wisdom. See, because the Holy Spirit got humor. He, he thought it was funny, too. But he was like, uh, Terrence, Patsy, we, can, we, can't, we can't show him, no, not in this day and age. They're going to judge you. They're going to say you can't be pastoring like that. You know, you got, so let's just go and put a little puppy up there, a little hot dog. <laughs> amen. Distractions. Distractions. What are distractions? Something that takes your attention away from what you're supposed to be doing. Coming down your street. This world, and understand, Yahweh is not the God of this world. So when you're asking God to help you with worldly stuff, that is not, he's not going to do that. Satan is the God of this world. And John 16, says, I've overcome the world. So he no longer has to fight the world for you because he's overcome it for you. But the enemy is working overtime in putting distractions in your life to keep you blind. Social media, you know, whatever it may be. We could type instead of writing letters. There's all kind of miscommunication. Bring anybody up here who have not misread a text. How many arguments you didn't got in? What you mean by that? It's like, wait a minute, that's what I, I did not mean that. You accidentally, all caps, you get easily offended people, don't all caps nothing. Why you yelling at me? All of a sudden, all caps mean I'm yelling at you. You see how sensitive that the enemy has made us. We getting offended over all caps. What's distracting you? Let me help you out. COVID is not distracting you. You were distracted before COVID. 
You were afraid before COVID. You were insecure before COVID. COVID has exposed you. And we want to get real up in here tonight. What's distracting you? Here's a question. Why is distracting yourself easier than facing yourself? Right, I'm looking for some brave people, bold people to... Now, what you could do is you could text questions and answers. I want to hear from you. And we'll read them out. But to that, can you put that number back up? You could text questions and answers. And even if it's a question that I have not asked, I'm hoping that the word is just stirring something. Ask anything. How do I break this? How do I deal with that? How do I get out of this? What if I don't want to? What if you're with somebody that does this and then ask anything? And I'm telling you, I don't know everything. Either the Holy Spirit going to give me the answer for you now, or I'm going to just have to email you the answer later. Or maybe someone else will be able to answer it. But why is it easier for us to distract ourselves instead of face ourselves? about ourselves we are afraid of what we're going to find out about ourselves is that true for anybody can you raise your hand and then everybody else lying <laughs> no I'm just playing what what are what are we afraid we're going to find out because according to what God tells me I'm gonna find out how great I am how strong I am. Are you afraid of what you're going to find out? Are you, gonna are you afraid of failing in the process of finding out who you really are? Because Matthew 10 says, if you seek yourself, if you live life looking for yourself, you'll never find yourself. But if you seek him, you'll find you and him in the same place. So if you're really looking for yourself in him, you're going to only find goodness. But the process of finding out who you really are is what I think we're really afraid of because you have to fail to discover your greatness. But we end up failing more. And creating a superficial safety in our minds. Why is it easier? Why is it easier? Easier. Thank you, sir. Why is it easier? Anyone? Why is it easier? And make it personal for you. Why has it been easier? It was easy for me to roll up a joint. After my wife and I have an argument. It was way easier to go smoke one than to sit down and talk to her. Way easier. Why? Because I was afraid of being vulnerable. 
I was afraid of her rejecting me if I tried to make up. Elder John. You kind of touched on it, but you can control your distraction in a sense. You choose your distraction. You control your distraction. You can't necessarily control who you are or that process you're talking about. So the fact you can control that gives you some sense of security maybe, whereas the fact you can't control that other process of who you really are brings, again, further fear maybe in terms of how to deal with that. That's why I like you. You, you, you guys hear what he said. You get to choose your distraction. And you get to control your distraction. <laughs> That's really good. You get to choose your mate. You get to choose your substance. You get to choose. You get to choose it and control it. Listen, and when it doesn't work for you, you could choose another one. And you end up in this cycle of trying to remain in control when the whole time you're losing control. Anyone else? Anyone else? This is good. Anyone else? We have a person back there. Uh, can you turn the mic on? Are you on the mic or the camera, Grace? What Alicia doing? No, give her the mic. You give her the grasshopper question, and you let her grace. You you <laughs> you could call you squid. You just you got all kind of arms. You just <laughs> Amen. Are you gifted, girl? You gifted, but go on, go on. We go on. All right, go ahead. Uh, microphone, please. We almost free from being ghetto, you guys. Just give us a few more weeks. We are so close. Hello. Okay. So that's, that was hold the on. That's not the mic. They just brought her another mic. This is why we're believe we're waiting for our comms to come in so they can. We gonna get fancy around here for sure. Let's go. Um, I think it has to do with once you've faced yourself, you realize you have to do the work now. And the work part can be difficult and, um, and kind of similar to what Ella John was saying, that it's something you cannot control. At the same time, you realize that there's another side or there's another version of you that you can become, so you can't lie to yourself anymore. Yeah. And so when you're not doing what you need to do to be that person or become that person, it's like you have, you can't, you, you realize that you can't keep living, a, well, living a lie, per se. Um, so that's, a, that's the struggle. Because someone's almost scared to face their potential or will realize what they can do because um, there's no more excuses to not yeah. do it, right? So they rather hang on to the old identity, the excuses, why they can't do certain things. Because, again, if yeah. they don't go the other way, which is the harder path, um, for myself too, it's like I know there's certain things I can do, but I'm like, hey, once I start this diet, once I start this schedule, if I don't stick to it, I'm like, I know it's it's up to me now. Yeah. Right. I can't blame anybody else. I can't blame anything else. So. So yeah. good. Yeah. Listen, write this down if you can. The lie is easier to live with over um, uh, over the idea of a new reality. 
You, I think a part of it is afraid that we won't like the new person. Let me help you. Who you are right now, like the old person, will not like the new person because the new person going to be better. <laughs> so I'm safer believing the lie than taking a quest for an idea of who I'm supposed to be. And to really be who I'm supposed to be means I have to trust someone else. Oh. Anyone else on that question? We have a person right here. And then we have someone up here. This is good. Uh, can you read the grasshopper question, please? as that's hard work and will cause me pain. The hard work will cause pain or the, the, the hard work of discovering and pulling up and digging up and dealing with stuff yeah. will cause pain. I believe so, yeah. yeah. Does anybody feel that way, that it's actually more painful to face yourself? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Gentlemen, right here. Um, probably because we don't have the answers. Like Kanye says, you ain't got the answers, Sway. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I love the cultural reference. Kanye told Sway, you ain't got the answers. I think he's done. He just wanted one take Jake, just dropped the mic on him. If what he said was you're afraid, you're what you say? Yeah, you're afraid you don't have the answer. Here you go. One of the greatest things that you could do to rob yourself. Sorry. One of the greatest things you could do to rob yourself of growth is being afraid of looking silly. Joe pride for self. I don't want to fall. You, you know, it's people that don't dance because they don't want to fall. It's people that don't want to praise God because you're worried about how silly you look with your hands up. Let me tell you something. Glory is ugly. That's glory. The cross is glory. What does the cross represent? Someone dying to themselves for the greater good of others. There's nothing beautiful about you discovering yourself except who you discover. I think also it's easy for people who stay in a cycle because they're afraid that if they actually do try and it doesn't get better, there's nothing after that. Yeah. So you just stay in this cycle of comfort or also it's your one hope. It's like, well, at least I hope maybe someday it'll get better. But if you try your hardest and it doesn't get better and then you're stuck, it's that fear that now what do I do? Yeah, that's so good. What's your name? 
Can I have your phone number? <laughs> oh, man. Amen. <laughs> right? You got a boyfriend? All right, amen. Um, let me help. Let me encourage you. You will never, ever fail trying. Where we fail is when we fall, we go back. But what happens if you fail, you pause, process, pursue? Hey, that, that's, straight from, that's straight from the good. Somebody write that down. When you fail, you pause, you process, pursue. Failure is not an interruption, a pause, a hesitation. A speed bump isn't a wall. Speed bumps is stupid, but I see why they put them there. You ever creep up on that? Oh, oh, I didn't see, I didn't see that. I see, I see. And that's how, that's how life is. Speed bumps will creep up on you. But they're there to slow you down. They, they, they're there to warn you. They're there to hit you. If you just keep hitting speed, some of our lives is just like this. We just keep going over speed bump after speed bump after speed bump and won't slow down. Speed bumps warn you. You ever fall asleep or kind of fall asleep when you're driving and you... None of y'all. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I've done it a couple times. I, I almost been. I, I, I was driving home from work one day back in the day, and I, I was on this. I was in Sonoma County, and uh, I was kind of dozing. That's scary. And I ended up going off this embankment, but I ro- woke up in enough time to just like ski skirt and just fishtail. If y'all don't know what ski skirt is, that's 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 like, uh, that's like. That's just, yeah, that's just like fishtail, and it's just like, argh! Hydroplane? Now, where I'm from is ski skirt. That's what it is, ski skirt. We ain't never, you ain't never saw no thugs say, man, we just hydroplane. No. <laughs> you smoking that hydroplane, but you ain't, you ain't, ain't no hydroplane. No, we just ski skirt. That's what we did. Was it anyone else? We have one in the back. How about instead of a, a speed bump, a hurdle? To you got to train to get over it, and you got to be flexible. It increases your flexibility. Absolutely, absolutely. Teach then. Go ahead, teach then. Teach then. Said a hurdle. Hurdles. They're meant for you to hop over. Just don't go back. I quit smoking and drinking in 2007, June. Boom. Done. I don't care how tough it get. Don't go back. Whatever you know is not good for you. That's stealing from you. Don't go back. It's not failure until you go back. Pause. Process. Pursue. Say that with me. Pause, process, pursue. 
Say it one more again. Pause, process, pursue. Don't go where? Back. Only pause, process, and pursue. And if you pause, process, and pursue, you will produce. Distractions. The Latin word for distraction. This is a part, a part, a part. And trahir. I don't know what. Trahir. Trahiri. Thank you. Thank you. Trahiri. And that means drag. When you are distracted, you get drug apart. You get torn apart. You get drugged. Distractions drag you. They keep you down. They slow you down. Think about it. I had a little pop-up come up on my phone the other day. Nine hours of screen time. Now, my mind went, I work on my phone. You know, I work on my phone. That's why I was on it all, all, all the, uh, you know, nine hours. But that's still. Now, some people do work on their devices. So I'm not saying that that's wrong. Like, people respond to emails. You are reading your Bible app. <laughs> You're doing daily devotionals. Right? We, we do things, and then, of course, you're on social media, and you're getting caught up on, on those things. But think about how much time we're spending distracted. This was the beautiful thing about paper. <laughs> For one, it saved your sight. Number two, it wasn't no pop-ups coming on paper. Only thing popped up on the paper is what you wrote. We got FaceTime. We got Zoom. We got all these things and our screen is a window for all other things to come in and distract us. You was probably really reading that Bible. Hear that little thing pop down. You probably really was going into your DMs to send somebody a word from the Lord. And a little bikini came across the screen. And that thumb went up, went back down. All the husbands in here looking straight. Baby, that ain't, he ain't talking about me, babe. Mm -mm, he ain't talking about me. I don't follow none but Mormons. I don't follow none but Mormons on my phone. <laughs> you, y'all be, no, no, no. Distractions. Say tractions. Anybody ever heard of tracks? You even heard them like train tracks or weave tracks, right? We got a few tracks up in here. We got some tracks up in here. Amen. Tracks like songs on an album. It's all kind of tracks, okay? But distractions. Distractions disconnect you from being on track with God's plan. All distractions take you off track. You have to be careful with how long you sit 
and distractions. Before you know it, you've lost something or someone. Before you know it, you have a stronghold. Before you know it, there's something or someone taking advantage of something. You failed. The devil takes advantage of things that you have distracted yourself with. And while you're distracted over there, he's taking advantage of over here. And that's why you have to be careful. Write it down. Making stuff bigger than what it really is. Know what's a distraction. You've been doing good. Guess what has to come to slow you down? A distraction. And guess what? It's not a distraction unless it's a legit distraction. A temptation's not a temptation unless it's really tempting. So a distraction has to be something that will actually distract you. Everything that seems urgent is not urgent to God. It's a distraction to knock you off track. What's more important, staying the course or taking a turn off and messing with your ETA? Some of you was on the right track to show up on time to your blessing. But that turn off, that in and out, that turn off for whatever it is you thought was so urgent. Listen, it may be urgent to you. It's not urgent to God. God has a plan. Real issues that are urgent are not real issues that are urgent to God. God will fight for you. The enemy is trying to keep you distracted. You broke through in COVID. You broke through the pandemic. And now he's trying to bring distractions. First Peter, be well-balanced and temperate, sober mind. Be vigilant and cautious at all times. For that enemy of yours, I love how he says that enemy of yours, because everyone has a different attack, a different battle. How the enemy fool you, he can't fool me. How he fooled me, he can't fool you. The enemy of yours the devil roams around like a lion roaring. This is the description. The intimidation factor. When you watch National Geographics, you see the intimidation factor. It's, 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 they, will, they will try to uh, scare you over here, get you running over here, distracted over here. The whole time they got a lion way over there, waiting over there. You over here so focused on this lion, you don't see that he's, 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 he, he is carrying you over to, the, to your death. Seeking someone to seize, take over, grab the neck. That's why he tells you the helmet of salvation. The helmets back in the day had a neck piece connected to it. If you want to take the head off somebody, you got to attack their neck. Where do lions go? Right after this neck. The enemy is coming to your neck. What is he trying to do? Take the breath out of your lungs. 
to devour. Let me say this, and I'll ask another question. When he's saying being sober-minded, drugs and alcohol is not the only thing that will intoxicate you. Netflix, you could be drunk off Netflix. You could be drunk off of that girl, that guy. You just can't get that person out of your mind. You could be drunk off of wealth. You could be drunk off of success. You could be drunk off of your good looks. You could be drunk off your kids. He said, be sober-minded. Nothing should be more important than your relationship with God. A relationship with God helps keep things in perspective. But the good news is John 10.10 says the thief. Let's read this together. Ready? Read. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Can I get an amen? amen? Look, he said, this is why I came. The enemy came to, to, to kill, steal, and destroy. But I came that you might have. This is why I came, that you may have and enjoy life. If some of you was honest, you're not enjoying life unless you own something, unless you got paid, unless you, I'm talking about enjoying life. Like I could truly say seven days a week, I'm enjoying life. Do, do, do things, look, my joy, my enjoying life has nothing to do with my circumstances. It has everything to do with my perspective and my relationship with the greater one. Do I cry? Do I get sad? Do I get upset? Absolutely. Do me and my wife have some little moments? But man, ain't nothing still in our joy. And I've come to give it in abundance. He didn't die. He didn't come for you to just enjoy one day a week. He came in that you got enough joy to give people. And some of us are so empty, we don't have nothing to give nobody. Some of us get upset when somebody come around us and need encouragement. Three John, I pray that you you may prosper in every way. What's the prayer? That you prosper what? Every way, not just finances. How's your soul? How's your heart? How's your mind? How's your health? The blood is for every part of your tripart being. The blood of Jesus should touch every part of your life, including the people in it. Weariness comes to drain the oil of prosperity out of your soul. How many of our souls look like this at least one day a week? You get home and you just like... Pastor asks you to lift your hands in worship and your soul just go like, come on, man. (laughs) I'm going to go back to a question that um, I asked last week. Anything come up on um, 
grasshopper. I'm going to ask this question. What stops you from being courageous in standing up for the life that you know deep down inside you should have? What stops one from being courageous to taking it back by force? Right? Because we're, we're quick to say, I'm still work, God working on me. That's one of the lamest excuses that we could say, God know my heart. What stops you from waking up every day? Because I know most of you wake up every day and like, I got to go make this money. But what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? The same way you are attentive over your bank account is the same way you should be attentive over your soul. What stops us from being courageous when it comes to going after the prosperous soul Jesus died for us to have? Anyone? Talk to me. One in the back, Elder John. I would say clarity. Clarity in terms of what it is, what that looks like which is a true clarity, and then I would say a false clarity, something that sometimes I cling to as a way of avoiding. It has to be more clear, more clear, more clear, more mm-hmm. clear, more clear, more clear, mm-hmm. almost as if so I won't have to exercise any faith to really step out and reach out and get it. So that, that clarity has two sides to it. One can be good, but sometimes personally I can hide behind that one. So much clarity action. What was that last part? So wanting so much clarity that you use to paralyze yourself from taking action. Yeah. You want so much clarity. That's, a, that's a good. God, I'm, a, I'm praying about it. God, give me one more sign. And you want so much clarity that you're paralyzed. Man, clarity don't come in the waiting. You ready for this? It comes in the waiting. The waiting in the water. It comes in the, it comes in putting yourself in a place that's not as secure. And you got to fight. You got to keep going. You got to take steps. You got to move. You got to try. You might have to be like Peter to sink. He didn't see Jesus. He didn't know it was Jesus, not only because Jesus said, come, but Jesus came and rescued him out of him taking a step to get clarity if that was Jesus. And some of us want God to come right where we are and just do it all and then we'll go, no, it doesn't work that way. Listen, this is how silly it is. You don't even know if that job you just took going to work. Let me, let me help you out. Many of you will get to the day where you get married and say, I do. Let me help you. At the altar, you ain't clear if it's going to work. What happens? You believe it's going to work. Because that's where the work starts. Who else? Courage. Courage. What stops us from having courage? What stops you from having courage? Go ahead. Um, 
I'm just reminded of like, I don't know, people have seen the movie Shawshank Redemption. Absolutely. And uh, I remember the, the old librarian, he was in there for years. He was in jail. He gotten made such a comfortable situation for himself. Everyone knew him. Um, he had a job. And then all of a sudden, he made bail. And he was allowed to be free. But he didn't make it on the outside by himself because he was terrified of what freedom looked like. He was so used to bondage that freedom is what killed him. Wow. Because he tried to do it by himself. And it's that re like that fear of relearning behaviors. You gotta learn to be a whole new human being when you get free. Absolutely. Like you, you come to Christ, you can't move the same way you used to. All that bravado, all that swag, all that, it was all from a place of, from a foundation of imprisonment. Yeah. So good, so, so good. That, that's why, man, some people, um, some people prefer to go back to jail. Because at least there it's security. Like for sure, security. <laughs> but there's a schedule. There's friends. And it's crazy that I would much rather go to jail and have to be worried about living because I'm secure in my bondage. How much of you are really experiencing comfort and peace or you're just secure in your bondage? Let me tell you something. The devil stops messing with you once you're comfortable being bound. You, you ready? Because you're not experiencing the turmoil you once did, it doesn't mean that the enemy or, you, or you're stepping into peace. I've been in bondage, and, and what it took to get me in bondage is the work of the enemy where he really, really was just after me. But once I got in prison and put my own shackles on and sat down and was asking uh, the security to bring me lunch, bring me a pillow, bring me a blankie, I didn't experience the devil the same way. Because he trained, or, or shall I say, he didn't have to fight me. I kept myself bound. And some of you are really good people doing really good things in life, but even some of the ways you think, right? There's pastors. There's presidents that do stuff that's sinful. So don't think because you're, you're a good citizen that you don't have issues. Because you talk proper don't mean you got issues. Every person in here has something they need to break free from. You could be, you could be a vegan and then you try to, you, you, you down everybody that ain't vegan. That's sinful. That's self-righteous. Somebody else may need meat. Be quiet. I'm just saying, we'll, make, we'll, we'll let any kind of issue we just strong about come in between love. Right? The Bible says that. It says just because some other man don't do what you do, don't be harping on them. Right? You, you, some people contending for people to be vegan more than they contending for people's soul. You ain't soul winning, you vegan saving. 
I'm on my way to plant-based, though. I'm on my way to plant-based. I'm on my way. God know my heart. He know my heart. Right here. As you grow, you lose people. It's like you lose family, you lose friends. As you elevate, they're not used to seeing you at that level, and they think maybe that's a facade, or you rise up and you're just not doing the same things. You're not, you don't have the interest to stay around the same people that you were in the past. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, make sure I'm correct in hearing you. What you're saying, as you do grow, separation takes place. And we're afraid sometimes of that separation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. That, I don't, man, I don't hang out with none of the people that smoke weed with me. I mean, they all in California. I mean, that's part of the reason. But, but man, I'm telling you, when you grow, listen, let me help you. When a, snake's, a snake that sheds skin has to be willing to not live in the same skin. Like, it gets better. They're like, people that was in my wedding, I barely talked to. But when we talk to each other, man, we homies. We pick back up where we left off. We left family behind to go from good to gooder. Look what I would have been missing out on staying around. From, let me tell you something. Familiarity will always kill you. You can never grow staying around people that's too used to you. Jesus couldn't even perform miracles in his own city because they just saw the little carpenter boy. You have to stretch. You have to get out of your comfort zone. Listen, Joseph's dream only came true when he was sold to some slaves, sold to a master. He could not produce the dream. God could not produce the dream around his family. So maybe some of the stuff that's going on in your family is because God is calling you to separation. And you're looking at it as an attack. You're looking at it as something. No, God is calling you out from your family because he's going to use you to interrupt the bloodline. Your family just stay together, stay together. No, he's coming in to cut stuff up and pull you apart. No, he didn't give, he, 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 he brought you, he didn't bring you to your parents. He brought you through your parents. And there comes a time you got to separate. Comes a time you got to make big boy, big girl decisions for the greater good of the gospel. Pastor Terrence, you just spoke directly into my life, my situation. That's what I'm going through. But the point I was going to bring up, I think you were talking about courage, what gives us courage? Yes, sir. I think we associate confidence with courage, but uh, confidence in ourselves or in others, it's always going to fail us. And actually, Jeremiah 17 says, it's cursed is the one whose confidence is in man. Yeah. But blessed is the one whose confidence is in the Lord, yeah. who puts his trust in the Lord. And so it's humble confidence mm -hmm. that brings us courage. Yes. Courage versus confidence. You can lack confidence and have courage. And if you're willing to be courageous, your confidence will increase. God still called Gideon. Listen, 
He's still calling you. Wherever you are right now, I don't care if you're addicted to drugs. I don't care if you take heroin. Even right now, the Lord is calling you, whoever you are. I don't care if you watch porn. Guess what? God is calling you. Uh, you, can't, you can't fear something without being in submission to it. So if you're, if you're afraid of your calling, you have, you're afraid of man, fear of the world, you know, Christ set us free. We're slaves to him. We're slaves to righteousness now. We belong to that. Come on. We've been bought and paid for. Come on. So the fear of God is a, is a real thing, but as far as reverence and respect yeah. and love for our, our father who paid the price for us, yeah. we have to fear him yeah. you know, and, and do everything for his glory. Come on. Yeah, you cannot fear. Man, that is so good. You cannot fear man and God. You can't fear family and God. You're going to neglect or despise one or the other. I, I can't, me and my wife, we, there's choices that I have to make that I feel strong about in leading my family. Of course, she leads sometimes. But as, as the leader of our household, there's things that absolutely rattle me, but God has called me to make that decision for my family. And she may be questioning the, the decision, but I have to stand bold with the conviction of God because I fear God more than I fear my wife. And then when God proves himself, he gives her more confidence in me. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Women, that's why you need a man that is going to be led by God. I'm telling you, because if he ain't led by God, wherever he leading you, it's going to be a dead end. As a husband, you got to prove yourself to your, to your wife. You got to prove that you're hearing from God. You're the prophet of your home. You can't, baby, we're going to do this, and then every time you make a decision or say God said something, it don't come to pass. You just got to be quiet. Take your collar off for a season and sat down. But you cannot be afraid of both. I have one more question um, before we wind this up. Man, I can't wait to 730. It's an inside joke because 730, 730 is just, it's wild, it's fun, it's funny, it's, you know, but, you know, that's 730. That's when the cameras get cut off and we just, you know, turn up. No, I'm just playing. No, I'm just playing. I wear leather pants at 7.30. No, I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. Here's a question. We got to get these other cameras or a camera person because I like to move around. We got to man this camera. How you guys doing? I need this. This is probably one of the most, this will be one of the most vulnerable questions that I'm going to ask tonight. All right? And if you want to text the answer, that's totally fine. What do you need when you are weak? Okay. Most of us, especially men, I'm, I'm good, baby. I'm good. I'm good. Just give me, you know what I'm saying? What you do not want to do is go years stopping yourself from crying and being vulnerable. Whenever you, listen, let me tell you something. 
Whenever you stop yourself from being vulnerable and or crying, you're hardening your heart. Every time. Because not only the wall keeps, uh, protects you, but it also keeps love out. Question. What do you really on the inside wish happens when you're low? If you could be honest, if you didn't have to be tough, if you could just be vulnerable, and I want you to answer this question like you've never been hurt before. Like no one's ever violated you. What do you need when you are broken? She'll be there in five minutes. My five minutes, here we is. We gonna if we had hard floors, we just put y'all on roller skates and just be roller skating through the hand. I think that sometimes we cling to our problems, myself, and because uh, we think we'll get attention that way, especially if it's like somebody showing showing compassion or wanting to help. Or, you know, even like, even going up to the altar for prayer, whatever it is, keeping the problem almost is more affirming than mm-hmm. as far as getting attention. Mm-hmm. Jay, uh, uh, Jamie, I've known you for a little while now. You are a really good man. Right? The Lord's just about ready for you to break wide open and let go of the problems you relate to because we see you, but more than anything, God sees you. You are not your problems. You are not your brokenness. You are not that little boy that's been neglected. You're a strong young man, you're a fighter. And every lie the devil has told you, it's just that, it's a lie. The Lord does not keep leading you to the house of God for no reason. There's a great, great call on your life. But because of the brokenness you've experienced, God needed to bring you into a safe place to be broken. See, that's the thing about some churches and places, people don't have the space to be broken. So we come and we make ourselves be happy because that's what church does. No, you don't come to church happy or to just be happy and put off broken. You don't leave broken at the door, you leave broken at the altar. But once you find that place, you actually have to do the work, right? You have to let people in. You can't sit in the pew skeptical all the time or you're going to go deeper into your brokenness. Anyone else? I know there's a few more. I want honesty. Go ahead. Amen. So in terms of um, what I've noticed um, growing up, 
um, being quite quiet and uh, kind of growing up, I realized it's also um, reassurance, um, especially from another person. I recognized that um, growing up that a lot of my reassurance, at least by my control, was you know seeking who I wanted to seek, especially as a person. And then, praise God, eventually as I came to Love Quest, realizing that it's in fact God has that reassurance to fill what I need and what, you know, I, what is, what I'm, praise God, <laughs> um, to really fill that, um, that brokenness or that problem. Yeah, that's good. Can I, can I, can I be broken for a minute? Um, when I, when I'm broken or when I'm scared, um, when I'm vulnerable, when I'm weak, when I feel incapable of taking care of my wife or my children, or when I feel like I failed, I often think about what would my life have been if I had a relationship with my father? I can admit, I've allowed myself to not feel the pain of having no father in my life. But if I was to be honest, I'm like, that's not how it's supposed to be. A father should, and a son should hug and cry together. I need a father to teach me how to cry. And I think in the most childish way of the words that keep popping up in my spirit, because sometimes you can't even articulate what your soul is crying out for. But I think I wanna know if I keep going, is it gonna be okay? Despite my pain. I wish I could know in this moment if I'm really going to make it. Am I really going to taste and see what God has promised? And then sometime in my relationship with my wife, be honest, I don't know what I want when I'm down. But what I always return to is I don't want to be misunderstood. And I've overcome this part but the fear of rejection and not being enough. Because when a parent is not a parent, as a child, you can only help but think, what did I do? And I think this pandemic is given us a blessing of being able to try and slow down and really deal with our pain because we were distracted as a people, busy working, busy partying, but 
you take one thing from today, um, it's okay to be broken. It's not okay to remain in pieces. Especially when you have a mender of your soul. What the enemy want to do is take your broken pieces and break them into smaller pieces. So it's harder to put back together. Put an end today to the breaking of the pieces. And allow God in your heart. Allow God in your heart today. Give him a try. He stands on, at the door of your heart and he knocks. And as I feel strongly the Father's heart right now, he just wants me to tell you it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to get gooder. Matthew 11, and I'll close, says, Are you weary carrying a heavy burden? Not a lot of burdens, just a heavy burden. Then come to me. Sometimes when you're carrying a heavy burden, you can't come to family. You ready for this? What you're going through right now, whoever you are, friends and family can't help because it's something that God is not trying to help he's trying to heal and so many times we are running for help to stop the bleeding but just because you stop the bleeding it doesn't mean it heals the body what you're walking through right now the Lord says if you saw your soul in the spirit realm you have so many band-aids on your body he says, I am trying to give you, like Naaman, new skin, a new life. Why? He says, I will refresh your life. He's not trying to give you a break from your trouble. He's trying to refresh your life. He says, for I am your oasis. Simply. Say simply, join your life, this is beautiful, join your raggedy life with minds. Just as you are, join that with me. See, if I had on one dirty sock and one clean sock, 
and rubbed them together, my dirty sock would make my clean sock what? Dirty. But the living water of Jesus is so powerful, you could put dirty water in it and it's still going to take out the dirty water. And all he says today is rub your life with mine. I promise you I will erase your past and only leave you with the remnants that will bring others to freedom. Testimony. But he says, not only cling your life with mine, but learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle, I'm humble, easy to please. Why is he easy to please? Because you don't have to work for his love. Oh, he won't. Anybody ever had lazy days? What did you just want to do? Lay there. That's all he wants you to do is abide in his arms. That's a good, good father. And he says, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Your soul was created to live in a state of rest. And whatever is disturbing your rest, it has to be dealt with. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Whoever you are out there, my prayer right now is that there's healing washing over your heart. Where there was stony heart, the Lord turns that heart into a heart of flesh. And those tears that you experience is him refreshing your soul. He's healing you. The mender of our soul. I just pray, and all those that are prayer warriors, the saints, just pray now. If there's people in here going through really rough times, confusing times, that they lay it down at the altar today. And if you've never received Jesus in your life, today he's here to invite you. And if you are sitting where you are sitting and you want to open the door of your heart and let Jesus in, You've never opened your heart and let Jesus in. You've never prayed and said, Jesus, come into my heart. If you want your soul to rest in eternal life with Jesus, your Father, I'm going to ask you to pray with me in just a second. But he's here to liberate you. He's here to set you free. He's not asking you to be perfect. He's just asking you to be willing. So if that's you here tonight and you're saying, Lord, I want you in my heart, I need help. I need a savior. Well, tonight is your night. Don't hesitate. Receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Don't worry about all the scriptures. Don't worry about if you come to church, how that looks. No, tonight is the night where you just open your heart for a relationship. If that's you, I just need you to repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Savior. Be my guide. I believe that you died for me.
and you rose for me. And just one drop of your blood has cleansed all the drops of my sin. I open the door of my heart and I declare that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with us by following us on social media at LoveQuestINTL Church. And if you're in the Vancouver area and would like to be a part of the Good Life Support Group community, head on over to our website, lovequestchurch.com and RSVP to come join us in person. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. And in the meantime, get your love fixed, man.